0: It starts when I get in the maxi taxi. I get a big taxi for my surfboards. And he says, is it uh, business or pleasure? And I'm, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm doing some work, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Richard Duternji from Con Marketing Group and another episode of Industry Change. Today I've got a special guest in a special location, James Trenko Welcome. Thank you. Well, thank you. We've been here for seven days. It's a pretty magical place, Maldives here. Got a little bit of sun on the nose there. Just a little <laughs> bit. It's uh, How many surfing trips have you done in the last two weeks? Well, this, I've been here for two weeks, so uh, I've been surfing 32 times so far, <laughs> enjoying that. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode because um, James, uh, I want to kind of get your your whole view around lifestyle and business, but before we do so, I wanted to deep dive into how you got sitting here and out of your seven-day-a-week general manager position and what was that transition because now you run a super successful business called Superfast Business and you've been doing that for about 10 years, is that correct?
0: Yeah, so... Um back then I had a job and I wanted to have my own business as well because a lot of my customers had their own business and I could see that, you know, they they were doing things like um, having a day off to go play golf or um, coming into the office mid-morning and doing work and then leaving and they could because they're the boss but uh, I noticed there's two distinct groups. There's the employees and then there's the business owners so I wanted to get a foot in the business owner door but I didn't know what my business would be. And I really struggled to build a website because a decade ago that was actually pretty tricky. So it was two thousands, early two thousands. Uh, this is two thousand and five. I registered my first domain name. Two thousand and six, I was trying to build a website. Yep. Uh, and I struggled so much that after this huge trial and error, and not putting budget towards hiring someone to just build it, because even if I did, I didn't even know what, what I would build. <laughs> uh, I ended up. Finding some software that made it easy to build a website and I decided to sell that as an affiliate for commission. And I started selling some of that and then I started learning all the the um, things, how to write more compelling website copy, how to drive traffic to my website, how to convert that traffic, how to build my email list, how to make videos. And over time, I uh, started getting really good with search engine optimization. Yep. And I sold a guide that helped other people who were trying to build websites. And then I built a community of people who wanted business help. And I realized that a lot of people in the online space don't have real business skills. And I had all these real business skills from a real business, yep. from running these huge real businesses. And i found that that uh, has been a helpful sort of service to offer people. So I've built and sold website development companies. I've had a search engine optimization company which I sold and now I just do the coaching. And uh, I have little side projects here and there, but uh, more or less it allowed me to let go of the job. So I stopped having to go somewhere else every day and just sunk my efforts
1: into having my own business. And I love the concept that you were actually building it as you had a a full-time job. You didn't like stop and say, hey, I'm going to start my business here. You were working two things at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think it's, uh, unless you're single and you've got no expenses, you know, like a Tim Ferriss yep. the four-hour work week, you know, that you can't relate to that. Um, when you have a family, a mortgage, you're living in an expensive place like Sydney, you yep. can't just quit for your pipe dream. I think mm. that would be a mistake. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of setting a, a trigger point yep. of where you will actually... Um, be able to build your side business up enough to say, hang on, it's crossed over that point now and I can let go of the normal job.
1: So, what it sounds like is that you actually had a, a a very high up position and you had to run that every day with the stress of that, then you actually had to build a business on the side to replace the income. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, exactly. I, for a little while there, I was just working a little bit extra hard <laughs> and um, it's as easy as it's painted on all of the videos and that. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of marketing gump, really. It's it's just don't believe that. It is easy if you have the right path, yep. and you have some good guidance, and you've got something in motion. But I find that the startup phase is particularly difficult. Um, and for most people it's especially difficult because we've been locked into a certain way of thinking, yep. a certain way of living. We've this nine to five, Monday to Friday. We just do every, what everyone else does. We sure. go to school, university, get a job. Um, We pay our taxes, we we get employed by someone else. Um, We get told what to do a lot of time and and we're boxed in. And I just wanted to just get out of that, I wanted to design my own life and get back in control and shatter this idea that you're going to work really hard till you're 65 and then you'll have a pile of money and then you can sit around and do nothing. Because that's that's not practical. I'd like to live like I'm semi-retired, so now I align my interests and my passions with a way to create an income so having a trip like this for example if I uh, put together a, a trip and I can come and do some surfing and talk about business and find other people who want to do that too and we all chip in a little bit then we can make something
1: amazing and so talk about that, we're in the Maldives you've been here for two weeks, I've been here for a week and you're basically saying that you can set, like a trip like this is really important for you to actually set up your priorities and say I can actually achieve work I can have business at the same time. So it's like you're, you're breaking every work, life, myth possible. Yeah,
0: I mean, it starts when I get in the maxi taxi. I get a big taxi for yep. my surfboards, and he says, is it uh, business or pleasure? And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm doing some work, but it's a lot of fun. So... Uh, yes, it's breaking the paradigm. It's, it's mm. like going to the cinema on a Monday when there's three people in the whole place yep. uh, or the shops when it's empty instead of doing the weekend thing. Living life counter-cyclically uh, is extremely enjoyable and it's available to everyone but we just sometimes don't know that that's possible. What
1: is the like one or two tips for a business owner that wants to get to that stage, however, to go to a movies on a Monday they feel that anxiety or that stress or that guilt they have if they've got a team or or their clients, they don't want to tag himself It'll you know, take a picture, like I hear that a lot, I don't take a picture because someone thinks I'm on holiday. How do you break that? What's the, what, what is the tip that you can give to break that? Block it in your diary yeah.
0: as, if, uh, as if it's an appointment with a customer yeah. and pay yourself first. So for most service professionals, if they were to just block time as if they were a customer of themselves and give that customer their absolute best attention, yeah. then they can start to chip away at that, mindset block, it's just a mindset block Okay. and what you'll find is um, when you go away for a little bit, your team step up, you find out who the leaders are, you find out the holes in your business that you can plug mm. and unless you have a business that works to some extent without you, you don't really have a business, you have a job. Sure. So the first time I came on the Maldives trip a few years back, yep. um, I just brought my iPhone
1: yep.
0: and I left my laptop at home. And I decided just to see what would happen after a week. Yep. You know? And amazingly, my business didn't blow up, uh, my team were fine, the customers were okay. Yep. And I realized that it was
1: all in here, this, mm. this constraint. That's really good. That's really good. I, I find that your systems as well, the systems that you share on your blog and the resource that you give out all for free, my, a lot of it for free, mind you, is that it's all around systems and it's all around structure. Can you go a little bit deeper into that? Like, how do you go from, how do you really systemize and structure your business to ensure that you can take that week, two weeks, three weeks away, and know that the systems and the staff and the and the whole routine will take place? It's a matter of being proactive and and not just being reactive. So, yep. for
0: all the people who say, oh, "I'd love to just do whatever I want, whenever I want," I tried that when I first had my own business, mm. and I found that. Um, People just get in there and they're always wanting this and that. And because there's no deadlines or, or partitions, it's sort of opens slather. Sure. So I have things like a scheduler that only opens up my calendar on a Wednesday morning and a Wednesday afternoon. So that's the time when I commit myself to giving my best to other people, okay. which means that I get the other six days to myself. Mm. And uh, so the first step is really to put in boundaries and to, to partition out the bits that craft a big space for yourself and then put everyone else into what's I life. like
1: that. So just go straight to your diary first and craft
0: your time. Yeah, you can actually take control of your life and stop being reactive all mm. the time. Yep. And the same goes for your inbox. Your inbox is a to-do list that other people add things to. So be ruthless about who you subscribe to and who you let come into your inbox. And for anything that's not absolutely essential that it should be acted on right now, yep. it either goes to a filter or it goes to a help desk where your team can look after the support better than you can.
1: Great. Because I have seen your updates about zero inbox and really keeping the inbox clean and that's a way that also I'm assuming that it clears that mind for yourself.
0: Yeah, I've been away for two weeks and I've got two emails in my inbox so it's right. easy just to manage that and uh, a little bit of discipline, like about 30 minutes a day with my phone, and I can manage to maintain my business. If I want to put more in, then I can grow up bigger, but I think it's a choice, and I I put out a post about this recently. I don't think $10 million in revenue should be the goal anymore. I think we need to grow up and say, you know what, Maybe an extra million dollars in our bank account isn't going to change my life mm. for the better, yep. but it's going to bring in more compromise and mean I have to do things that will take away from my life. And uh, so I, I think maybe we should think about what sort of life do we want, and then put the steps
1: in place to go get it. Mm. So instead of just going the financial goal, put the life goal, and then see what that looks like. If it's that financial goal you want, or if it's that lifestyle that you want, that exactly. balance a bit more. Those are really good tips. Um, I want to get a little bit deeper now into. You're writing a um, a new book that's coming out shortly. I want to kind of grab maybe a chapter or two around, you know, some of the the strategies in that book to really get that business owner to the next level. And let's say they do have a solid business, right? Um, and they are trying. They are thinking, Hey, I want to five times my business and. What advice are you going to be giving around that? Is that something that you talk about?
0: I do. I actually go through the profit formula in the book. Oh yes, we did that last night. Yeah, and that's just um, focusing on certain areas of the business where you can have easy wins Uh, because of all the things that you can do in your business, there are some things that are are hard to do and there are some things that are easy to do. So what I like to do is go straight for the easy things to do and to get some confidence Uh, with the wins and that's why I focus on just a few areas first and then we go from there. So the, the chapter on the profit formula is actually quite helpful for a business owner.
1: Mm, makes a lot of sense, it's just the micro stuff instead of trying to get a new option all the time.
0: Well most of the time we already have all the resources mm. we need. Um, we already have customers if we have a business. So even just going back to the exact same customers and asking them to buy again is significantly easier than going and finding a whole new group of customers. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. The the other model, one last question is that if you've got a business owner and I see this a lot, they say, Okay, I want to grow, they invent a new product, a new service, or they get into a new business, or they sell a business to, to recreate something else. I've seen your formula that you're you're structuring it down less but tighter as well. How do you how do you go from the model of I've got a lot of different moving parts to really streamline something that's really just tight so it does have less of your resources and time. It's just truly understanding that not
0: all the business models that you have are equal. And so you can't do everything. That's just a fact. You just can't do everything. So if you're going to do a few things, why don't you identify the few things that are far more effective and just zoom in on those and magnify it and you'll get a significantly better outcome than giving equal portions
1: of your effort to things that don't deserve it. So you would go and find the the, the parts of the business that are taking less time or the most profitable parts and then kind of eliminate the rest? Yes. it's
0: yeah. uh, You could use a stop, start, continue. You could say which business models or units or parts of our business should we stop doing yep. that are completely waste of time uh, aren't achieving the goals we want, don't meet the filters that we set, yeah. uh, which things are working really well that we must uh, continue, yeah. and what things haven't we been doing that we really should start. And if you can go through that stop, start, continue, then you might actually end up uh,
1: finding a few tuning adjustments that get you a result. This is really good, and, and, and I love that part because I think a lot of people go into business for this, what we're talking about right here, but I really feel that it's under-talked about once they've got the pictures of the laptop or they've bought into that dream, it's never really touched on very much at all. Well, I don't think most business owners get there.
0: Right. <laughs> like most business owners go broke, uh, and then the ones that aren't broke, yep. uh, a lot of them are struggling uh, not enough time, they're having hassles with staff, they're, they're struggling with how to price their products and package them, and um, you know, they just never really get over those hurdles to the, the nirvana
1: of having a business that you don't actually hate. To the top end of it. Yeah. To the top end of it. Thanks so much. Um, there, I know there's there's a heap of resources that you publish as well, and I, I do want to touch on that before we go, but it's called one of your processes is a lot of content, and I know that you're heavily involved in, in search engine optimization, but now it's around content. Before we do go, can you give me a snippet of what uh, the process that you do to get people to your website, which is superfastbusiness.com? Well, uh, the main
0: media channel that we use is podcasts. And we got there by doing a few different types of media channels and seeing where the buyers come from. And overwhelmingly, they come from podcasting. So, I do more podcasts and I stopped doing some of the other things like LinkedIn or whatever. For us, wasn't as important. Or Pinterest, for example. Um, So, we call this own the race course. And it's saying that our website is the central place we'd like people to come to. And then we put our good content there, we make it high value. As you've mentioned, some of our content is as good as what people would pay for. Yeah, sure. And we give checklists and cheat sheets and upgrades and transcriptions that people can download and we often ask for an email address for that. But we also publish the whole transcription for free without even an email. But if they visit the site, we can recontact them with our Facebook advertisements. Uh, they can subscribe to iTunes, they can subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're placing bits of that content, yep. all pointing back to our website.
1: Yeah, and I think your, your, your own the race course theory is, is is really around a lot of marketers. We use parts of it as well and I think it's it's it makes sense if you're really producing a great business and you actually want to give value, which is then all those other kind of businesses that don't want to do that, that's where they can't actually produce that. The big thing, the most important thing is that if
0: you if you just build your business on a YouTube channel yep. or on a Facebook page and they no longer want to support that and they turn it off, then you're gone. Yeah. You're
1: out of business. So it's about protection. It's about no compromise. And I think any business that's been through a cycle of business will realize that the SEO day you might be going on a website, might be going the Facebook, change the algorithms, and then you've pretty much gone after that.
0: Yeah, or well, an advertising account gets blocked. Awesome.
1: So, James, will we'll, we see you here next year in the Maldives? This is regular every annual gear for you here?
0: Yeah, it's actually, I've already blocked the week, and uh, it's 40% sold.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And um, just finally, where can they go and find out more information about you? Is it just the website there? Yeah, superfastbusiness.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, James. Thank you. I'll see you next week on Industry Change.